farting rainbows. Hi everybody, it's me, Jessica Lahore, and we're back with another Jess Talk. Can you guess the theme? It's all about pride, glitter, rainbows, queer people galore. But before we get into this episode, as usual, make sure that you subscribe to my channel. You've hit the bell for all notifications and you're not missing out on any of my content. So let's get into it. Attention the whore. Attention the whore. Attention the whore. Attention, attention. Here I am walking down the street. Seeing all the boys trying to take a peek. Shorts pulled up, a chest upright. Come on, boys, just take a bite. Look, but don't touch, spin it round and round. Oh my goodness. So this just talk is gonna be all about pride. Uh, I can start with my experience of pride, what I think I love about pride, what I don't love about pride, and uh, let's just kind of jump into it that way. So pride for me, I have been an observer from afar. So to give you some context, 10 years in drag, almost 10 years in drag, seven years full time, five years out, maybe less, I think four years, uh, sorry, four years closeted, six years out. That's kind of the perspective. So I was about three and a half, four years in before I even would go down to Pride. Uh, I remember walking around and visiting Pride for like a hot second as like a queer human and getting elote. It's my favorite thing to get at Pride, elote. Everyone likes the turkey leg, but I'm a elote kind of guy. Well, wow, that was weird. A uh, little uh, uh, human. Uh, uh. Oh, that was gross. Uh. Um, and so uh, I was very not out, a uh, very innocent, queer baby, unsure of the world kind of thing. Um, tried to like be in, in the crowd, go to the booths, and some things were great, some things were not. But uh, I remember when I came out, I was like really excited because I was like, I'm actually gonna be able to celebrate Pride with possibly a boyfriend um, and go experience it. I think you should experience it. You always say I want to experience things, but I don't think you actually want to experience things because you would experience it if you wanted to experience things. And what happened was I auditioned to be on the center stage for Denver Pride, got it, and I was only like a year in, I was a baby, and I couldn't do that. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't enjoy Pride not working after that is what I mean. So I've always been on the center stage or I've always been hustling and working shows. Like I, I run in, I do my center stage set and then I run out. I don't have time to stop and see people or take photos like I like to, or it's really hard. I have a really hard time. Not, it's not FOMO, but watching all my friends say, Hey, we're going to go do these amazing things, hang out at the park, uh, walk around the park, uh, go to different events or just be together. And I'm like, I'm choosing to work. And I've noticed that a lot over my entire existence as a drag queen, which I think could be a whole different episode, work-life balance. Put that in the brain. But I've never gotten the opportunity to really experience pride the way that other people do. And I'm at my most confident years. I'm at my most confident stage of my life. And all I would really love to do is go and be with my partner or who I was dating or even with friends and enjoy pride, be like publicly queer and not worry about the drag pieces of it. But this is part of my business. So I think pride is, has been conflicting too, because for four and a half years I was in a relationship. I could never, I never spent pride never with my partner in any capacity. The relationship I just got out of same kind of thing until like the very end when it's over. And 
that that kind of hurts relationships in a little bit. Like that's the moment to shine in a queer relationship, even for just a hot second, like posting a photo together, being together, doing something like that. Um, so pride, pride is not something I've gotten to experience on the participation side, but let me tell you, there is nothing more adrenaline rushing and endorphin filling than being on the center stage for pride and watching over a hundred thousand people, a sea of people, scream for you, cheer for you. One of my favorite things to do at Pride, I do it every year and I try to record it, is everybody say love. Like, yes, I get it. It's kind of tacky, but it's also, oh, it's so overwhelmingly beautiful. It's so overwhelmingly beautiful. The amount of energy that you get simply from making them say love or saying a sentence that can remind people how great it is to, to celebrate this and have the privilege to celebrate this. Um, and you see in, into that, into that audience, that crowd, you've got kids, you've got families, you have partners, you have pups, you've got allies, you have people that just want to experience pride, uh, you have people that it's their first time coming out, first time uh, identifying if they're trans, uh, identifying their sexual identities, first time with their partners in public for some people. Some people feel the most body confident at Pride. People always say Pride is uh, sexualized and grooming, but it really truly embraces body positivity. Do I think some outfits may not be appropriate for an all-ages Pride? Yes. And do I also think that in the back of my head, that that is a societal thing that we have been ingrained to look at different outfits and feel a certain way about them. And I think the queer people in general at these prides or anyone that shows up has a complete understanding that everybody is beautiful and everybody is there just to be expressive. It is not a sexual expression. Um, I think there's something powerful to be around so many different people, so many unique people of all different races, body types, genders, uh, expressions, uh, drag or not. Like everybody's so different, a sea of different people, all there to do one wonderful thing. Similarly to Christmas, <laughs> I think that pride in the queer community, everybody tries a little bit harder to be a little nicer to each other, which should just happen all year round. But I think people try to be a little bit more patient because things are stressful, especially for industry workers, which we'll get to in a second. But for Pride, uh, yeah, people try to be a little kinder to each other, a little bit more patient, a little bit more loving, a little bit more uh, family-oriented, chosen family-oriented. And I really like seeing that. I genuinely love seeing that. Um, I like that venues try to pay their artists more. I like that. Uh, I like that people are uh, showcased more. And isn't that such a terrible thing? Like it should be all year wrong, long that we get paid what we get paid over Pride, or the more the opportunities that we get from companies or anything allow us to showcase people all year round. And a lot of people in the drag industry won't take corporate gigs because they're just using us. They're just using us for this one pride thing that they have to do. And it's a yes and. Think of it this way. Um, they're probably using you, tokenizing you for this this pride festiv festivity of some kind. However, you have a lot of voice and control in that space. You have a voice and control to ask them in your negotiations to book at least one non-pride event throughout the year as a baby step, um, which has happened many a times. They're like, oh, you know, we didn't even think that. Even saying it on like 
at the event and being like, hey, we love that you want to celebrate celebrate Pride this year as we want you to every year. But remember, we celebrate Pride all year round. So consider booking us for another event part partway through the year. And that's just a little hint in a respectful way. And a lot of companies do follow up with that because they're really big on not wanting to just tokenize on the month. The second thing is if somebody is going to uh, hire me over Pride, my rates go up. Especially, my rates go up to companies and corporations that don't think about me throughout the year. Um, reminding people that this is a busier time of the month, that you should be paying your artists more. Um, it's the same. It's the same reason that I'd say like over Juneteenth weekend, like artists that a, a black artist should be charging more. Um, if you are being highlighted or celebrated in any way throughout the year, if it is your week that they give you or your month, you know, anything from, I don't want to go as like broad as mental health awareness week, because I think that everybody falls into that category. I think we're all dealing with mental Ill- illness, but if you have, you know, um, uh, uh, bisexual awareness month or, um, Trans Day of Visibility, charge more for those things. Um, Juneteenth we talked about. If you are um, part of like Eating Disorder Awareness Week and you're able to talk about your story, like that's important. Recognize some of the things that that make you stand out when we're being highlighted. I think you should ask for more money. Um, so that's part of the part of it. It's like you're like this is my rate. You are supporting a non-binary trans artist, uh, queer artist, and. This is what you're going to pay. And people love that. You still treat everybody the same profession. But it's an opportunity for you to vocalize what they can do better in the future. Workers, you should be doing this all year round too. But treat your service industry workers a little bit better over pride. Your servers, be patient and tip them more. Uh, be patient when food is coming out. Be willing to tip your DJs. Um, yes, tip your artists, but tip your kittens, your DJs, your shop boys, your shop people, your go-go's. You should be doing this all year round, but these people are running anywhere from five or six hours to 13, 14, 20-hour days setting up your stages, uh, putting together your music and playlists, getting into makeup and being in pads all day. Like, yes, we choose to do this. Serving you drink after drink while you throw up in the bathroom that somebody else has to clean. You need to treat your people that are working and choosing to work over Pride wonderful because some people don't have the privilege to take that weekend off to go celebrate. Um, and they're, they're working on a weekend that we should all ha- have off, but that's we choose to work. Treat them so good. It, not, it irks me so much throughout the year, but even more so. You can tell people are busting their asses to make your experience amazing in the hot 103-degree weather. When they're when they're well, yeah, when they're when they're passing out, they haven't eaten, they haven't taken a break. You're the fifth show for them, or the three hundredth person that you've served a pickle shot till. Um, yeah, treat them well. Take the time. Even the people behind the scenes, like I said, your kitchen staff, your DJs, people you don't see, go, go, like give compliments. Tell them, oh god, it feels so good. Pride with hate, ooh, protesters, uh, negativity at Pride. It's gonna happen. It's so unfortunate. It's gonna happen. And I think never go to Pride alone. Never walk anywhere alone. Ever, 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 ever. If you, if the sun is not up, I've seen people get attacked in broad daylight. That's the sad part. Uh, never travel alone. Travel light and concise. Uh, know where your things are, your ID, your phone. Keep them all together. Um, I don't recommend sneaking booze or weed into the park, but people do it. But it's like, 
if you get caught, then it ruins, like, it just sucks. It sucks to get caught. Or be better about it. Be better about sneaking be it. <laughs> yeah, be more sneaky. Um, but you're going to have a lot of negative people. The best thing is to travel in a group. Uh, be on the phone if you're traveling at night. Uh, be on a phone call with somebody. People are deterred by that. Have a pepper spray or something. And, like, have protection. Uh, don't... I. I, I really and strongly encourage not to engage unless you necessarily feel like you have to. Don't, don't, don't do it. Don't, don't do it. Sometimes they're waiting for that first hit and hearing things. It's just, but oh, if, if you're going to fight, do it because it's like, this is your last resort response. Like, I need to fight. That's my perception of it. Um... Yeah, I don't think that police should be at Pride, but I think that there should be trained queer humans that can handle situations like this. Um, security of some kind, but I don't agree with having police at Pride. I think it's too triggering and deterring for so many people. I don't think that it's safe for the majority of people, whether you're a person of color, whether you're queer, or whether you've just had a bad experience with law enforcement. I don't think it's necessary. I get why societally it needs to happen i get that i get the position but i wish there were different alternatives to security um or that they would just focus on the outside of pride and do a better check at the beginning and then make sure there aren't any people coming in protesters and stuff like that i feel like we're going to get a lot of protesters this year with the current climate of the world um what else? What else? What else? What else about Pride? Um, what other Prides besides Denver have you been to? I've never attended one for fun. I have oh. been to Sioux City Pride. Um, I've been to uh, Casper Pride in Wyoming. Colorado Boulder Pride, Longmont Pride, Fort Collins Pride. Um, I've done all of those ones. Uh, but yeah, a lot of I, there's so many that I want to visit. I want to go to Atlanta Pride, New York Pride. I want to go to World Pride, wherever that's hosted. That's supposed to be the best one. Tell. Tel Aviv Pride is supposed to be lit. Um, Chicago Pride. I want to go. To, I want to travel to San Diego Pride. I want to go experience these things. But I'm in a position where I'm in workhorse mode, and I'm like, am I wasting that time? Yeah, I sure am. Mm, well, it's a yes and. It's a yes and. You know, Pride. I think is interpreted as an adult event. And I think there, like any other festival or any other experience, there are adult aspects. But I think that Pride is for everybody. I think it's for kids. I think it's for families. I think it's for uh, uh, seniors. I think it's for ev- old old people. <laughs> I was about to say old people. <laughs> it's for seniors. It's it's for it should be accessible to everybody. Both uh, eat, like eat, you're able to get to it, but it's accessible around the park for people with any kind of disability. Or um, I think that there should be, it should be the most accepting place. And when it comes to kids, there are family-friendly shows, all-ages events. Sometimes this is, in other cities, the only all-ages family-friendly event that a city hosts. And this is the time for the kids to come. Um, I guess that you can't necessarily avoid, if you're worried as a parent about what a child will see, 
you can't avoid what people choose to wear or how they act or anything. But let me tell you, that is how every day of life works. If that is your argument, you can't control what people wear to the grocery store, how people act, what language they use when you're just walking on the street. You can't. So if that is a concern to you, maybe this isn't the space for you because everyone's accepted. Or you take that as an educational moment as a parent and you say, yeah, these are all people. These are all people of different – like." that are showing who they are and like what they wear. Like, why did you wear this? Cause you wanted to, you like this color. Well, that, per you know, explain why this is okay. And this is good. Um, I think that kids should be involved in pride on the center stage, drag young drag entertainers and performers. This is sometimes the first representation of queerness that these kids are seeing. And I can tell you that I didn't get my first representation of queerness until I was a, uh, a junior in high school. That was my first time really realizing gay people existed, that I, that they were on TV. Like, I paid more attention to it that year. And I can't imagine being so much younger and being like, oh, this is one, okay, two, people exist here, and three, maybe that is, it is what I'm battling with. Um, I always say that I would have become queer 10 years sooner. I would have become a drag queen 10 years sooner. There's power over growing up in that confidence rather than being closeted. And it's pretty great. Even if you don't turn out to be a drag queen or queer, having that representation so that you know those people exist is important. I don't think anybody that sees a drag queen is going to be gay and a queen. That's not how life works. But they'll know that it is out there for them to not be scared of, to not have to fight against, to not distance themselves from, that they're going to hell, that it's wrong, that they're gross, that they're groomers, that they're pedophiles, that they're going to get you, that you're going to catch the gay. It's weird to me that that is still an argument. It teaches them that they're just more than outside your family. There's different people in the world. People, Different people will always exist. Yeah, I just think that Pride is a beautiful time where people are reminded to love each other a little harder and accept everybody a little bit better, to be a little bit unapologetic, authentic as hell, and enjoy yourselves. Um, check out queer businesses, uh, tag businesses as well. Uh, what else about Pride? If you're with if you're with somebody, take so many photos, take so many photos and videos of everything that you do. Um, if you choose to party, be safe while you party. Um, know who you're with at all times. Know what you're taking or what you're drinking. Um, yeah, I think that's really all I have to say about Pride. It's a beautiful time of the year. It's one of the busiest and one of the most exciting. And it's something I look forward to. What is one of your favorite things that you love about Pride down below in the comments? Tell me. We'll see you next time. Bye. you. Attention the whore. Attention the whore. Attention the whore. Hi, little whores, it's me, Jessica Lahore. And did you know that I'm on Cameo? That's right, Cameo is a platform where you can get personalized messages from me, the biggest whore in all of Colorado. Whether it be a birthday sing-along, a bar mitzvah, a congratulations on your new job, a congratulations you didn't get pregnant, I'm your whore for the message. So follow the link below, click it, and book your next cameo to surprise your best friend, your grandma, your family member, or any other little Lahore fan out there. Come on, book them now.